in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. I want to talk to you a little bit about Microsoft and Google. We published content on each company earlier this week. Microsoft article entitled, Microsoft is the Cloud. And we walked through various elements of the business, including Azure, 365, Intelligent Cloud, the Intelligent Edge, AI, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we published this on Monday of this week, coming off of the Microsoft Build conference, coming off of Satya Nadella, he's Microsoft CEO, coming off of his keynote speech. So we, we the, the way the protocol, the way it works here is we, we publish content to Tech Today first, and then at the end of the week or when time allows, we, we kind of review that content here on the podcast. So if you want to find it first, find it at techtoday.com, T-E-K number two day.com. And then the second piece, and by the way, I thought the Microsoft stuff was impressive, particularly the stuff around what they're doing in cloud. They've always been strong in the enterprise. And I think they remain the, the, the strong number two to AWS and maybe someday taking over the number one slot from AWS. They're doing a lot at the edge of the network. They're doing a lot in mixed reality. They're doing quite a bit in AI, uh, autonomous systems, all of which we talk about in detail at Tech Today. And if you missed that keynote, we embedded the full keynote video in the article. Second article we put out there this week, actually the third, because we had two on Microsoft. But the most recent one was entitled, It's Good to be King. And this we put out midweek coming off of the initial keynote speech for Google's I.O. conference, their developer conference. So Sundar, CEO at Google, his, his keynote in which he had a number of other Google execs participate and present live demos to the live audience. Much of what was demoed during the keynote was AI-related, machine learning-related, deep learning-related. And Google's just head and shoulders above the rest. Therefore, the title, It's Good to Be King, meaning it's good to be king as it relates to artificial intelligence, machine learning, and deep learning. So they, they, they demoed Lens, they demoed Google Translate, they demoed live caption, they demoed some augmented reality stuff. So a lot of what they demoed in, encompasses elements of artificial intelligence, conversational AI, machine learning, deep learning. I think what was most impressive, to put it in a takeaway, is that as these products have improved from a feature functionality standpoint, as they become more powerful, Google has compressed this computing power such that it works on the device. So for example, Google Assistant, the current version is 100 gigabytes. The next version, which was demoed, is one half of one gigabyte, 0.5 gigabytes. So they've compressed the, the footprint by a factor of 200x. So to me, that's enormously impressive. So for example, when they one of the demos was live caption feature, which is basically intelligent speech to text and then a visual representation of that text on the screen without latency. And there's some neat things you can do with that text in terms of pinching it, expanding it, things like this. So visually, it looks cool. But this feature, this service, works without latency because the entire thing takes place on the phone. They've got this particular feature down to 150 kilobytes. The demo for live caption was done entirely on the phone while the phone was in airplane mode. So they're not running it in the cloud. They're not running it at the edge of the network. They're running it on the device, 100% on the device. The assistant at half a gigabyte is now on the device. No latency. It's no longer going out to the cloud. It's not going to the edge of the network. It's entirely on device. Nobody else can do this. And the significant motivation is, is to 
compress the footprint of these various applications to get them so that they fit on very inexpensive phones. You know, Google quoted a price of as little as 35 bucks. So you can see what they're doing. They're trying to get these applications on devices that you'd find in tier three cities, rural areas of, of India, as an example, where you have dense populations in poverty, but yet people have phones. And if you get these devices and apps on, on those phones, now you dramatically increase usage. You dramatically increase usage, it helps index uh, uh, the real world, as Google talks about. You know, Google talks about the first phase of their life as indexing the web and this current phase as indexing the real world. And so you basically, you know, by compressing these products such that they fit on the phone and they could be run entirely on device even without connectivity, you, you basically turn people into carbon-based data collection bots, if you will, because we're waving our phone around using Google Assistant, using Google Lens, using Google Translate, and all these products collect data about the world around us and collect data about us, at least insofar as usage, geolocation, our voice, this type of thing. So it allows, it enables two things. It enables Google to index the real world and to make the ad model smarter, to make the ad model be able to increasingly target us at a more personalized level. And oh, by the way, Google announced some changes to Chrome where they're going to enable users to turn off cookies for various services that track them. So the weak quarter that people complain about on the ad revenue side, Google's changing the game, changing the schematic a little bit. So they're going to disrupt a lot of these third-party ad technologies and take some share back for themselves. But more importantly is this indexing element. More importantly is the compute power that they've, able to, they've been able to compress on the phone. I mean, neural net models that operate entirely on device to me is amazing. And it's no shock, however, that Google got there first. I think the one real competitor to Google over time in AI is broadly defined China. Not so much uh, Huawei or, or uh, OnePlus or any of the Chinese phone manufacturers, but uh, the, the state government in China. Because you have uh, a country, 1.4 billion people, a, a country where... Uh, Privacy, privacy law doesn't exist. And so they're able to run highly sophisticated models without any pushback as it relates to privacy. And therefore they could uh, you know, make, make gains on the AI side faster than many companies that Google would compete with here in the U.S. So China, the state, is going to be a strong number two uh, if they're not already in AI. And over time can be a challenger to, to Google. But for the present time, Google's still doing things in AI that nobody else is doing that I'm not sure anybody else is capable of. And I just found the whole IO conference keynote and some of the other keynotes, and I, I plan to watch a few more. Uh, found the whole thing enormously impressive. And you can read about that at Tech Today. Title of the article, It's Good to Be King. That's all for now. See you next time.